Artists see the world just a little differently than most people. It's their interpretations of the world and what they see that draw us in, that make us feel something we might not have felt otherwise. And Kurt is a master at this, quite literally. I first met Kurt Walters at his home in Sedona, Arizona. I drove down from Farmington with his sister, Jerry Seaton, to stay for a few days. He was an amazing host and made me feel like family in his wonderfully comfortable home. I learned something during that visit that I still feel every time I see Kurt. He views this world in which we live with as much admiration as his worldwide collectors admire his paintings. His home, his personality, his art, his love of the things he paints, his mind and his emotions are all wonderfully woven into the canvas on which his life is painted, and it's a lovely thing to experience. Kurt has been named the greatest living Grand Canyon artist, the king of the canyon, and one of the eight true masters of Western art. He's just won yet another Buyer's Choice Award at the annual Prix de West exhibition at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City. He's here in Farmington for a few days taking care of some business. I'm going to give him a short break, have some coffee, and listen to him explain life through the eyes of a master artist. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. With Kurt's notoriety, he has been interviewed a ton of times. But, just like all the rest of my guests, he has never been interviewed on a talk show that was conducted in a truck. (laughs) That's right. I got my truck at 505 Motorsports. They gave me a killer deal. Go by there and see them. They'll give you a great deal, too. We're ready for coffee? Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Look how pretty your truck is. I know! I cleaned it up just for you. Thank you. I spent hours and hours cleaning it. You spent hours and hours. You did not. <laughs> you waited in I, line down at... I go. I would take it to Blue, Blue Diamond Auto Spa. Let's see. Yeah. So, <laughs> took it over there. And they cleaned it for me. So, I didn't actually take it very long at all. <laughs> well, it looks very nice. It looks great. I'm picking you up from your sister's house. Jerry. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, so, because yeah. you actually don't live here. You live no, in Sedona. Sedona, Arizona. Anybody that knows you knows that. But well, um, you're up no, here. There's no one in Farmington that's who I am. So. Ta- <laughs> you're up here taking care of some business. But um, there's a funny story about you kind of getting a start in in art at the early point in your art career. Um, that has to do with Jerry. <laughs> That we actually need her because you know how she embellishes stories. Yeah, we, I know. I had we, I, I had an interview <laughs> person. I know what you're getting at. I had a, I had an inter- interview one time. And the lady said, "Well, I understand you started your life in the art as a felon." <laughs> yeah. And so so the story the story is really truth, which is that Jerry got a paint set. I was about thirteen, and Jerry got a paint set for her birthday present or Christmas present. I'm right. not sure. And so I fiddled around and watched her try and paint for a few days. <laughs> Finally I said, just give me the damn thing, would you? <laughs> said, here, do it here. Yeah. Let me show you how to do it. So she's accused me of stealing. <laughs> so you stole paint set from her and allegedly. 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 You're never convicted of that. And we're talking about Jerry Seaton. Right. 
she's she's been firm for a long time. Yeah. Everyone knows who she is. So well, of course. So yeah. up here, up here, I am Jerry's brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, Jerry's and, brother. And in Sedona, I am Brandon's father. <laughs> so I have to leave town to get to have my own identity. <laughs> <laughs> Where you don't have some relative that you belong to, yeah, I know. and you can I be know. the the um, world renowned artist that you are. <laughs> you Hi, today? good. How are you? Good. What can we get started for you? What'd you like? Uh, I'll have. You know what? I'll have like a, like a twelve ounce latte. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Hot. A uh, twelve ounce latte. Twelve ounce Yeah. And that's hot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hot, please. And I can think of a name for that. Kurt. Kurt? Kurt. Uh-huh. <laughs> and a 16-ounce um, mocha. Mocha? Hot. No whipped cream. Well? Yeah. How are you? Good. How are you? I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Ken, you know everybody. <laughs> so you ended up, you, so you lived here, and you lived up on the La Plata, and, um, grew, and up, grew up I on there. I grew up in La Plata Valley. Yeah. My father was a dentist. He was the second dentist in Farmington. He had his practice on Apache Street, and so it was a very small town back in those days. Right. And, uh, um, it was good for him. It was very good for him to move to Farmington. And shortly, around 1960, my parents moved to the Plata Valley, and um, and I, I actually still, my, I and my siblings still own. All of that original farm, right? And so it, it's really it's a stunningly beautiful place. It's yeah, really quite beautiful. A life uh, as a painter. I mean, you've really lived an entire no, life I've, as I've, a I've, painter. Yes, my so, entire life. I've made a living my entire life doing. I sold my first painting when I was 14 years old to a neighbor down the street. Yeah, and and it was 15 dollars. Cool. And that was an outrageous amount of money back yeah. in those days when you were getting a dollar an hour wages. Right. And I'm going like, oh, wow. <laughs> hey, that's more money than I can make fucking hay all day long. Exactly. And what you have to pick, used in those old days, you had to pick every bell up and move it individually. Right. And and although I looked great, it was a nasty job. And so I'm going like, oh, wow. Man, I can paint a painting and like... I have money for a date. This is <laughs> <Right>? cool. <laughs> this is cool. Because artwork is always emotional, and you always you always pick up. Yeah. It's always emotional. Right. And 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 it, it always reflects what's going on in your life around you. Yeah. And, and and what you feel like you should be trying to say, and they never reach that point. But when you look at them, 10, 20 years later, you go, oh, wow. That is really good. When you, How did I do that? How did I do that? When you finally separated from that particular emotional experience that you're going through at the, at the time. I, yeah. They, last year, last year, they did a retrospective for me at the Museum of Northern Arizona. And there were 35 paintings spanning the last 30 years. And I walked in that room. And Ken, I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. I mean, it yeah. blew me away. And I was like... Wow, who did these paintings? Wow, because they were just—they really were. It was really awesome. Because because these paintings leave your life, and and you don't see them again. You and you know they find collectors, or they go to museums, or they go 
somewhere. Some a lot of paintings have gone overseas. A lot of paintings have gone to Japan and Germany and right. Australia and all kinds of places. And so, and so you don't ever see those paintings again. But but when they come back to you, you uh, they it, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, it really is amazing. Like long lost children. They are kind of like yeah. children. <laughs> you know, I used to hear artists say that when I was young, and I think. God, that's nuts. <laughs> you know, it's just nuts. But, but, but it's really kind of true, actually. Yeah. I can tell you that, that I, I've realized, I've realized now, and this is, this is the thing that, that, this is kind of the heartbreak of my youth, which is that, that, that I'm very, very dyslexic. And so school was very difficult for me. It was very right. hard. And, and so, so getting through high school and, and going to college classes, which, by the way, I did make the dean's list. But, 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 you know, it was difficult. It was hard for me to do that. Yeah. And so, and, and I still twist letters and numbers and stuff. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I do. And, so, and so, so that is always a factor behind what I've done in my life. Do you think in some way the dyslexia... Is is a part of um, actually tied to part of what you do or how you I, do what you I, do as an artist? I, yeah, because absolutely. you just see things differently. I, I think it's a big part of it, and and I've discovered that 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 dyslexia was always sort of hidden and never talked about, and, and something to be ashamed of growing up, and and even way into my adulthood, you did the best you did, could to cover it up. Right. And so, so I was sitting at a table back at, at, at the Autry at music, Masters of the American West um, show. And I'm talking about the best of the best of the best artists in the United States. Right. And I'm visiting with these guys. And, and I said, I'm dyslexic. And they said, me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. And so, so there were eight of us. Wow. Are, and they all said, now, these are the top of the top. And they all said, yes, Kurt, we understand. Yeah. You know? So, so bells started going off at that point, right? I, it, was, it, was, it was kind of an, it was a major unopening for Seriously, yeah. it really was. I fell in love with Grand Canyon, believe it or not, when I was 19. Yeah. And so, and so, I, so I decided I was painting. I, I wanted to paint Grand Canyon. And, and I was doing, you know, I was, I was painting then, and and so I, and I just graduated high school, and so I had this orange car. It was awesome. It was a dad got me a car for, for graduation, and it was kind of like a bribe to stay home and <laughs> go to college, and so which was the real truth, and so the. Um, No job. I had no money, so we scraped up. So, so I was, I was, I was busting tables down at Ritz. If anyone might remember that, a long time ago. So in the morning, I'd go down and bust tables and make a few extra dollars. Yeah. You know? And so, the the so I took my ten dollars and quarters, which was enough to pay for gasoline to go to Grand Canyon. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And so and so so off we go to Grand Canyon, and uh, Connie and I go over there and. It was just beautiful. I said, Connie, here, let's hike to the bottom. Like all, yeah, 
you know, why she did the first time, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, and so, so I get her down to Indian Gardens, and she's she says, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, ain't doing that." <laughs> and so I hike on out to Bato Point, and I see Bato Point, and then we then then we hiked back out, and it was she was the most unhappy camper on the way back. <laughs> but 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 then then I tried painting up there on the ground, and that painting was that painting was just terrible. It was it was so bad, and it made me so angry that I couldn't paint that thing in front of me and so it just became kind of a it became a mission for me right it was, it was like there was a moment it was that moment when I said this is what I want to do I want to learn how to paint that and so so consequently I seeked out I started seeking out those artists that knew how to paint it part of the reason for my move to Dallas okay um, and it directed my move to Sedona I mean, Grand Canyon has directed, really has directed. Right, right. Yeah. And so, Art of the West has named you the the greatest living Grand Canyon artist, right? <laughs> so, I guess you figured it out yeah. finally, yeah. right? <laughs> you just won um, again, Best of Show. Is that what it was? No, it was. It was actually. It was the buyer's I, choice. I had, I had a really large painting at the. Pretty West Show at the National Cowboy Museum in Oklahoma City, and um, uh, it was it was the largest painting there, but great big Green Canyon, and uh, it won Buyer's Choice Award. Right. Okay. Uh, it's called the Jackie Coles Award. But anyway, uh, it, it was voted by the, by the buyers the best painting in the show, which is very cool. And which, by the way, it is the I've won that six times. More than anybody else, right? More than anybody else. <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. It's because you're the man. Yeah. You travel around the world with easel in hand I, and, and yes, paint as well. I've, I've painted a lot of places. Um, you had a funny story about um, about setting a camp kind of in a dumpster in order to be where you wanted to be <laughs> to paint what you were trying to paint. Well, it was in Paris, you know. <laughs> I mean, Paris love their artists. They love artists. So, I, I and, and this is the first time I went to Paris. And so, right. I, I just I, I just turned, it was my 40th birthday, and I gave myself a birthday present. And, I moved, and so, I, I, I went to Paris for two months. And so, I painted almost every day. And so, and so I found, I found this great apartment right, right, right at the, on the left bank near the Eiffel Tower, and so I was, I was, and last day I decided that I wanted to paint that street, yeah. and all those little shops that I'd gotten to know, and those, those people I'd gotten to know on that street, yeah. and so, and so, the only view that was right in the way, right perfectly going down the center of the street, there was a big dumpster, that was a waist-high dumpster, yeah. it was right there, well, it was a Sunday, and so I didn't think anybody would bother me, so I just <laughs> crawled into the dumpster and started painting, yeah. and so and so the Parisians would come by and scratch their head and say a few French words, and off they go, <laughs> and then finally, finally, this construction guy comes down, and he's got an arm load full of trash, and so he just, he just you know, it says a few words, it says his stuff on the ground, and so he does this all afternoon until I finish the painting. Yeah. Did you ever figure out what they were saying? No, no. not a word. <laughs> not a word. And so you've not only, I mean, 
of course you're extremely well known for for painting the Grand Canyon, but uh, you've got some other amazing works. I do, I do um, all kinds of stuff that you've done. I do everything. From... I I believe that an artist should be able to paint anything well, and that's what I mean. Seriously, anything well. Right. And so, and and I believe that wholeheartedly. And so, I am not afraid to tackle any subject anywhere, at any time. Yeah. I will try it. If it's a friend of me and I have the paint set and I have the time, I will paint it. It doesn't matter where I am. There's always something beautiful to paint everywhere. Sure. Yeah. If you just look, people, yeah. that's, I think that's yeah. the thing is people get crazy busy and they're just blasting through life oh, and not really oh, looking. Oh, I've seen, I've seen hundreds of things to paint already. Just hard to yeah. around. I think it's <laughs> just as beautiful. Right now, the monsoons are stunning up here. They're just beautiful. Oh, yeah. And over the years, I have painted and painted a lot of um, skyscapes across the reservation. Up in Farmington. I actually have done several paintings of Farmington over the years. Look here in front of us. Exactly. These amazing cumulus clouds and the, the beautiful light. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's totally amazing. This is my old guy's dental office, right? There it is. Right there. There it is. Right there. The old dental office. Yeah. What is oh, it? Oh, this is like a trip down memory lane. Oh, but I used to live. There was a house right here on this corner. And, and it was my first... I taught art classes right there in this corner. There was, there was a little house right here. So right here, 113 North Wall. That's where I had my little cottage. And oh, look at this. It looks, oh, look at this. Cute. Still cute. Well, you're, you're the cool brother. I, well, they, they, they would protest, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's how it works. I mean, I used to go, I used to go in the art supply store. And, and I'd be in brushes, metal paints, and trying to figure this stuff out. And these and these and these master artists would come walking in the door, and they, they would just be, oh my god, they'd be so busy. They would just be so nervous, and they'd be so beside themselves. And they'd grab up their paint, and they'd run to the counter, and they'd rush out of the way, and they went, and it was like, and they're, and they're going, I gotta get my paint. Let me get the hell out of here. I gotta get, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And, and Ken, I'm worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I understand now that, what was that, going that, on back then. That, that gravity of mind to go and just like uh, your your focus is an art, and and you don't want to be bothered with stuff. And, right. And going to the art supply store is a nuisance. The minutia of it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> so so I really do kind of understand that I turned into that old conscious guy. <laughs> Tank is a web series talk show recorded in video format and converted to audio for this podcast. Find all video and audio episodes at kinsthinktank.com.
I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com